local emergency has been declared for the city of Abbotsford following extreme rainfall that has resulted in several localized emergencies within the city. That's what it sounded like on CIVL radio a few days ago in Abbotsford, British Columbia. And the announcer giving the emergency information about the flooding in his city was Aaron Levy. He's the manager of the radio station, although he was safe and dry, and broadcasting out of the studios located on the campus of the University of the Fraser Valley. Now, Levy was born in Toronto, but he's lived in Abbotsford for 11 years since starting his career in broadcasting, in case you couldn't tell from his great voice what he does for a living. At 36 years old, Levy is one of just a handful of Jewish people living in the Fraser Valley community. It's east of Vancouver, where catastrophic flooding from a so-called atmospheric river November the 15th washed out roads, caused landslides, required the Canadian Army to be called in to repair dikes and rescue people, and there's a boil water advisory in place in the Abbotsford farming zone, known as Sumas Prairie, And people, including Levy, are pointing fingers at the B.C. government for not doing enough soon enough to prepare people for climate emergencies such as this one. This is a this is a news story that obviously a lot of people are going to hear about uh, because it impacts so many. And it's such a shocking reminder of what climate change can do and what we need to do as or, you know, to to hearken to to American politics right now. Like, look at this infrastructure bill probably pretty valuable. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, November the 24th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. And just so you know, this episode is being broadcast from Florida. I'm actually recording it in my mother's car because I don't have my regular studio. So if there's any problems with the audio this week, now you know why. On Saturday, Aaron Levy had finished doing the play-by-play for the university's men's and women's basketball games and had left to drive to Chilliwack for an event. It's about 35 to 40 minutes away. It started raining and there was so much water coming down that he lost control of his car. Although he wasn't hurt, the car had to be towed. But Levy had no idea that this was just a taste of the enormous amount of rain that swamped the area along the Trans-Canada Highway between Vancouver and the Alberta border and caused the Fraser River to flood and roads to give way and killed at least five people. Although the situation has stabilized somewhat, the danger is not over, and more atmospheric river rainstorms are forecast for B.C. this week. Coming up, Aaron Levy will be here to share what life is like living in the emergency. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. This is Sydney Margulies. I'm in Deerfield Beach, Florida, really from Montreal, but down here visiting for the winter. And this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Canada's ambassador to Israel, Lisa Stadelbauer, has weighed in on Sunday's terrorist attack in Jerusalem that killed an Israeli tour guide, Eliyahu David Kay, and wounded four other people. The ambassador had been at Yad Vashem that morning with embassy staff when a Hamas gunman opened fire at the Western Wall. He was shot dead, but not before the fatal shooting of the 26-year-old former lone soldier who had made Aliyah to Israel from South Africa, completed his military service, and was working as a tour guide. Stadelbauer tweeted that, quote, We condemn this act of terrorism, which reminds us that anti-Semitism is a present and future threat. It does not only live in the past. Kay's funeral was Monday in Jerusalem. 
Iron Levy's radio station is an award-winning operation run by community volunteers. The programming is mainly music shows and arts talk, but they've swung into action informing the community on air and through Twitter about the latest information on road closures, evacuations, and where to get pet food for your animals. And he joins me now. You, how are you doing with this environmental disaster? What's the, what's the latest? Where, where are you and are you safe? Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in downtown Abbotsford, and it's dry, it's safe. I work for the University of the Fraser Valley here's campus radio station. Our studios, which are on campus at the university, are safe, and we're in a higher elevation area. But of course, there are over 800 people who have been displaced, mostly from the Sumas Prairie area to the south of the center of Abbotsford, kind of snuck up against the border of America, just north of Sumas, Washington, and, and northeast of Mount Baker. Um, and yeah, between Sumas Prairie and Yarrow, which is a small little hamlet between uh, Chilliwack and Cultus Lake and Abbotsford, uh, there have been hundreds of families uh, evacuated from their space. There's uh, the current Fraser Valley Current at Current FB, who's a great source for local information. They've estimated 135,000, if I'm not mistaken, cattle and other livestock that have been threatened or otherwise uh, otherwise have perished uh, in, in the circumstance the, the, the circumstances that we've seen through the flooding. So I'm safe. Most Abbotsfordians are safe. Many Abbotsfordians are impacted. Um, and those who have been impacted the most severely, I mean, it's estimated a billion dollars worth of economic damage just with regards to the farmland right now, I think. So, I mean, you're there and you're doing programming. Are you still able to be on the air? And what, if any changes to your to your schedule is happening? Because like for information course, for people- Maybe listening. you've heard, or maybe listeners have heard the, the a bit of a hubbub, a bit of a controversy with regards to uh, provincial alert messaging. You know, we've all in the last few years been getting our notifications on our cell phones. If there's a weather warning or, you know, sometimes Amber alerts, missing children, missing, missing people's. Uh, but famously, apparently, the, 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 the province of British Columbia has almost never used this service since 2019. Um, of course, all radio stations that are licensed on FM are required to maintain an emergency broadcast system that uh, cuts through your broadcasting when official, federal, other necessary emergency alerts are, are to be sent out. Um, so obviously, we're capable of doing that, although the province hasn't utilized it yet in order to make that happen. So at CIVL, what we've done is, is the city of Abbotsford has declared a state of emergency at first for a week, and now they've extended it for another week. As of today, Mayor Henry Braun at 2 p.m. announced via, uh, via press conference that that would be extended. And so we're airing about three times an hour, about six minutes an hour, 10% of our time right now is information about the emergency. Where can you find out more? Where are you supposed to evacuate at this point? What steps can you be taking? What is the situation? There's mudslides, there's flooding. Stay off the roads between communities if you're not. You know, I did. I host my own radio show every week on CIVL. So on Wednesday, um, I did. I interviewed one of the great journalists from Fraser Valley Current, who's based in Chilliwack, Grace Kennedy. And she gave us a big uh, high level, but also on the ground uh, overview of what's going on um, in the Valley, what's important for people to know. Uh, I also interviewed, I got to scoop CTV and Global and CBC because uh, a local fella named, uh, who, who's a former uh, music, or is, who's a musician and has been involved in the music community and the university community. He was actually airlifted that, or not airlifted, sorry, he was picked up by a, by a rescue vessel on Wednesday, on Wednesday morning early. And I was able to do a brief interview with him for about 15, 20 minutes before he uh, did his evening news rounds. Are your parents uh, flipping out? 
Yeah. From, so, so basically Monday to Wednesday, um, or Tuesday to Thursday. So I've been getting messages from everybody from high school, from Toronto, from Guelph, where I spent my university days from Kitchener to some people have relocated to Vancouver, lots of people from Vancouver checking in. So yeah, everybody's been concerned. Um, you know, you hear on the news Abbotsford, well, you know, people don't usually know much about Abbotsford. So those who know me know I'm in Abbotsford and it rings the bell to them. Um, no, yeah, but, but people, you know, it's pretty straightforward for me. Just they check in and, and yeah, I'm okay. It's the prairies, the south. Uh, my mom, my, it's uh, shout out my mom. It was her 70th birthday yesterday. So we actually had a, a large Zoom with my aunt from Jerusalem who uh, had no idea this was even going on. But of course, my aunt from Toronto or my cousin from Toronto knew all the details. Um, and my sister's in Nanaimo. So we're in touch. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, they're concerned. This is a, this is, um, this is a this is a news story that obviously a lot of people are going to hear about uh, because it impacts so many. And it's such a shocking reminder of what climate change can do. And what do you need? What can we do? Yeah, I think, you know, personally, what do I need is is uh, for the engineering to all work out well and for uh, the weather to go uh, the directions that it needs to go. What people can do, um, I think. Right now, it's about understanding what's happening and 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 learning what they can about the causes and and taking a little more seriously things like, hey, uh, public safety, environmental consultations. Let's look at what what's going on in our communities that are relevant to this. What is our local uh, municipality or province or federal representative uh, doing about different environmental concerns uh, as they relate to different development projects as different and, and different infrastructure uh, initiatives because it seems that here in the valley the lack of attention to those pieces is is impacting people all over the country um, and and the more we get engaged and the more we know about what's happening in our community in these ways that that are kind of the bread and butter but also forgettable aspects of uh, local, community life, uh, the more the more we pay attention to them and the more we're informed, the, the better we can protect against the pitfalls of tragedies like this. So you said before we were taping that you got a thousand miles between you and nearest shul, right? I don't know about a thousand miles, four federal districts and, and, and roughly a million people. Oh, a million people. I'm sorry, between mm -hmm. you and the nearest shul, if that's important to you. Is there any Jewish people or infrastructure in Abbotsford or the area or around that you know of? And that are being impacted. Uh, there's very little Jewish. I'm often the. I've lived here for 11, 12 years, and it never. I never stopped being the first Jewish person a person's met in Abbotsford. Um, so you know, there are. I definitely know one, two, three, four. I think I can count Jewish families in Mission and Chilliwack. One, one who or two who I know through the university, um, and are and are maybe three. Uh, many people commute, of course. So. You know, there's at least one or two Jewish families that uh, or Jewish folk who, who work at the University of the Fraser Valley, but live, you know, either in Surrey or Coquitlam or something, what we would consider over the bridge or on the other side of the valley. Um, White Rock is where the nearest synagogue is. And White Rock is on the other side of Langley, which is a couple hundred thousand people. And uh, like on the other side of Surrey, which is 700,000 people. Um, but uh, yeah, so so in between us and them, yeah, it's it's a sparse Jewish community. So I've had I've had I've had seders in in Abbotsford with with one of the um, Manitoba uh, families who who have been here for a few years, 
and that's lovely. But uh, yeah, not I got to go to Burnaby to get Manischewitz. So I, 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 you know, if there are people listening and watching, I'd love to connect with others in the valley who are, uh, yeah, who are tribes people, and uh, I'm sure it would be uh, it would be rewarding for us to connect and develop relationships for sure. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Colleen Paul in Edmonton. She runs the Jacina Jewish Archives there. And we'll close today's show with a bit of a cooking theme, a clip from Canadian chef Shauna Goodman, who now lives in Israel, and she shared her recipes for latkes with Edmonton's Jewish Federation in an event called Oil Vey It's Hanukkah. Get it? Oil Vey? Anyway, the recipe is in our show notes. I'm starting off with a cheese latka because in Montreal, I don't know about you, we were all about the latka. It was the excuse to eat a latka and usually a potato latka that, thank God we had a food processor because, you know, that's really the only way to make the lacy ones and the crispy ones and to actually be smiling as you're making the latkes because it really is a labor of our, of, of love, these latkes. And, um, and then I started to think about something that's a little bit um, more interesting just than the potato one. And I know people are doing potato and zucchini and carrot and sweet potato, and they're all beautiful and you know, the more the merrier. Um, but I remembered a teacher of mine, Gil Marks, um, who unfortunately passed away about 15 years ago. And I remember living in New York City and he came to teach us a cooking class. And he talked about these Ashkenazi cheese latkes and uh, they made an impression on me. And I happen to love anything like sweet cheese, like the inside of a Montreal cheese bagel is like the best thing in the whole entire world. So imagine the inside of a cheese bagel fried up and a little bit crispy and with how dark it is right now, nothing will slip down easier. 